From Vermont Digger, I'm Mike Doherty. This is The Deeper Dig. Usually we start with like a press conference or a public event or something like that. It seems like that's not really what happens here. No, exactly. Well, usually it's the college is called to some sort of meeting. And it's, you know, um, sometimes there's a meeting before with staff and faculty. And then they just kind of send out a press release. And then they kind of just send out a press release. Is there a reason that this sort of happens quietly? I think administrators want to get everything ready and then they want to they want to be the ones to tell students, right? They don't want students to hear it from someone else. They don't want students to read it in the paper first because obviously this is already going to be pretty traumatic and it's a it's a really difficult moment. So, you know, they want kids to trust them to help them find a way out of this. Lola DeFort covers education for VT Digger. So this week on Monday, Southern Vermont College in Bennington announced that they were closing at the end of the year. They will get to keep their accreditation through August 31st, which is important for, say, uh, a senior that needs to take like one last summer course to graduate on time. So anyone who is um, graduating this year will do so with a fully accredited degree. But of course, if you're a junior, sophomore, or a freshman, you're going to need to to find another school. And this follows an announcement in January from Green Mountain College, who also said that they would be closing at the end of the year. Um, Same deal. Accreditation will be allowed to continue through the end of the year so that kids can wrap up what they can. When you build your own home, you build it to last. You want it to be a welcoming place that will last not just for a generation or two, but for the long haul. When Green Mountain College built its home, we started with an urgent question. Southern Vermont College and Green Mountain College, what what kinds of schools are these? So Southern Vermont College and Green Mountain College were both small, private schools. They have little to no endowment, which is pretty critical because that means that they're basically wholly dependent on tuition and fees for their operating funds. So if your enrollment goes down, you almost immediately have financial difficulties. Hmm. SVC and GMC, like a lot of colleges that look like them across the country, really, but especially in New England, have been seeing very rapid and steep enrollment declines. So that's kind of the broader trend. Enrollment goes down in these small colleges with no endowments, and immediately you have financial problems. And then, you know, other things can make you more fragile, like debt. You know, GMC had quite a bit of debt. So did SVC. SVC also had a few scandals a few years back. So bigger forces at play, and these are the kinds of things that can really tip uh, school over the edge. When you talk about accreditation, what exactly does that mean for these schools? Your average, like, four-year school is accredited by a regional accreditor in New England. It's the New England Commission of Higher Education. These are uh, private groups, but they are empowered by the federal government to accredit schools. And while accreditation is voluntary, it is uh, necessary in order to receive federal financial aid, which is a pretty critical and basic source of revenue for these schools. Um, And then on top of that, accreditation is a pretty baseline indicator of quality. So if a school is unaccredited, other schools won't take transfer credits. Those diplomas might not necessarily be recognized by employers, etc. 
So if a college in this kind of category loses their accreditation, that's kind of the end for them. Right. It's like, in theory, they could go on, but it's basically the fatal blow. Gotcha. Colleges have always closed, just not with the frequency they're closing now. At times when uh, you might have been more inclined to give a college the benefit of the doubt, knowing particularly with undergraduate institutions that you're accepting someone you're going to have for four years, you know, that's a significant commitment that they're making. So I think, I think there's been a tightening everywhere around tolerance for colleges that are, that are teetering. This is Tom Green. Tom's the president of the Vermont College of Fine Arts in Montpelier. And until recently, he was a commissioner for NECHI, the regional accreditor for New England. Lola sat down with him this week to talk about why these colleges keep closing. Colleges all die the same way. Colleges die because they lose their accreditation. And that is what is the death blow for a college. Because if you lose your accreditation, uh, you lose your financial aid, um, which makes it almost impossible to recruit students. Right. But also, it is a it is a it becomes a public process, and um, no one wants to enter a school that's failing. So, I would say that you know that is part of the issue. I don't think it's a chicken and egg thing. I think accreditors are doing the best work they can in a challenging environment to sort of assess the different metrics and data that is being presented to them about whether or not a school can can dig itself out of a hole. And so you think they're fully aware that, you know, as soon as you put, say, a school on probation, even though you give them two years, mm-hmm. that by itself can be... Having been in those meetings and been part of those discussions and voted on those decisions over the last six years, I can say that it is never done lightly. And it's done usually with great reluctance. Um, And you have to think about this because most of us who are in that room are either college presidents or senior college administrators or deans or faculty. Uh, These are our peers, our colleagues. Uh, It's never a good thing when a college uh, gets into trouble, and it's a terrible thing when a college closes. So, you know, knowing that the impact of our decisions and what could come from it, I think they're, you know, approached really judiciously. Have you ever seen a college come back from probation? Sure. Yeah, I've actually seen I've seen colleges since I was on the commission come back from probation. It's challenging, and and I think it's more challenging now than it has been in the past. You know, you have to look at what the root cause of these problems are and why colleges are struggling mm-hmm. to understand them better. It is a very different landscape now than it was even five to eight years ago. What do you think are the main things that have changed? Well, everybody points to demographics. There are just last eighteen to twenty-two year olds. Uh, certainly the demographics in the Northeast are a significant obstacle. You know, the only places where 18 to 22-year-olds are growing is in the South and Southwest. They're more likely to be uh, students of color. They're not looking to come to Northern New England to go to college. So that's a real challenge. I think the idea and value of a college degree and the expense of it is under attack. The other thing I would say is the rise of monster nonprofit uh, higher ed online institutions. Mm-hmm. Southern New Hampshire University now has over 100,000 students. Wow. Arizona State University has probably over 100,000 students in online programs. Western Governors is another one. And in some ways, the disruptive change and impact that they are causing is analogous to what Amazon did initially to independent bookstores or what, say, Walmart has done to downtowns. And so, you know, you were seeing a different business model where, you know, a, a University of Southern New Hampshire undergraduate degree, tuition's around eight or $9,000 a year mm-hmm. compared to forty or 50000 it takes for a residential experience. And so people are voting with their feet. Yeah, and their wallets. And their wallets. 
But I think uh, what's happening right now in Vermont is a, is, a, is a crisis in higher education. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, seeing three schools close within a period of a, a year and a half with probably more on the horizon is deeply concerning. Right. What do you think state actors, so the legislature, the governor, I don't know if the AOE has any role to play, mm-hmm. but would you like to see those kinds of actors take any action either to deal with what's left after college closes or to help keep colleges open? Do you, Or do you think it's just a case of like, I have to step back and let market forces? Well, I never think it's a case of just have to step back and let the market forces do their work. I, I think this is the third largest industry in the state. I think one of the challenges, and this isn't unique to Vermont, and this is not a critique of anybody in government, uh, is that we tend not to think of colleges as businesses. We think of them as a place where students go. You know, I employ 250 people here. If we were to go away, that's 250 less jobs in Montpelier. You know, our students and faculty and staff in direct spending spend over a million dollars downtown here every year. And you think about a tiny little two-street downtown, a million dollars is a lot of money going to restaurants and bars and bookstores and, and clothing shops, and that goes away. So, and this is on the colleges on some level. I think we need to do a better job of educating people about how we exist as employers and the kind of economic impact we have. I think there's an understanding of it, but not in the same way. If we were a, I don't know, if Vermont was known for high tech and suddenly a third of the high tech businesses were suddenly closing, I think the attention would be greater on that issue than it is when it's higher education. So if people were paying more attention, what would mm-hmm. you want them to do? I, see, that's the thing. There aren't good answers. <laughs> you know, there, are, there isn't a good government solution to this. And I, and I don't know. So if I were the governor of Vermont, I don't know what I would do. You know, I certainly would want to know more about it. And I don't know what tools are available to the governor or the legislator when the legislature when they think about higher education institutions uh, closing. I think in the past the conversation has more been around concerns, like when Burlington College closed. What do we do with student records, and why does the state have to manage the student record process, and and why are we on the hook for money and taxpayers on the hook for building uh, like an institution closing, you know, with rapidity, rather than thinking and I think in a broader way as to you know, why is this industry so important to Vermont? Particularly when you have some of these colleges that are in rural places where they are the only thing in town. And that's true of many of the Vermont institutions. Certainly true of Green Mountain, Southern Vermont, Sterling and Craftsbury. Um, you know, a number of schools fit that bill. And so if institutions were to close, then what happens to the economics of that town? And what happens to people in rural areas in Vermont? That's a significant question. Do you think we're at the worst part of the crisis, or do you think it's going to get worse? I think it's going to get worse. How much, I mean, do you really think that like a third of these schools could close in Vermont? Half. Half? Yeah, could, over wow. the, in, in a short period of time, next two, three, four years. You know, without some kind of a, a sea change in how people do business and how they innovate and what kind of resources are available to them, but I think you're going to see, in some cases, closures may look more like mergers or larger institutions taking them over, but I think as many as half of the independent colleges anyway. It's different with the state colleges because they have state resources and money where the independent colleges do not. So I think when it comes to private independence, you could see as many as half close the next three or four years. I hope I hope not, by the way. I'm rooting right, for every yeah. one of these colleges to succeed. Right. But um, I, I just I think there there is more to come. And, and not just in Vermont. It's you know, New Hampshire's experience it, Massachusetts is experiencing it. But I would say the difference is between Vermont and the other states in New England, say, is that higher education, um, and this may be surprising, but is 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 disproportionately 
important. Massachusetts has a ton of colleges and universities, most of which are going nowhere. And it has a bunch that are going to close. But the impact of that is very different than it is in a state our size, where you you know, have, uh, like I said, the third largest industry and you have, you know, all these private colleges and small places. So it's going to be felt deeper. The cuts are going to be deeper in Vermont when colleges get in trouble. Lola, we're talking about two relatively small colleges closing their doors. Why is this such a cause for alarm? A really key thing is these private schools mostly recruit from out of state. So they're bringing people in to Vermont, and a lot of these people stay, right? So what's really scary is that they are a casualty of Vermont's very well-documented demographic problem, right? We're an aging state, and we desperately need more young people to come in. So they're the first casualty of that. And at the same time, their closure will likely accelerate that dynamic, right? because you'll have fewer people coming in because of these colleges and then staying and, you know, doing basic things like paying taxes and shopping downtown, but also starting businesses and more intangible but really critical things like local music scenes or, you know, I, I, I often think about the local food scene in Rutland County, which is really vibrant and amazing and has a lot of links to Green Mountain College. And that just kind of goes away once those schools go away. That goes away, right. And then I think you also have to think of the impact on students. They have some credits, but in a lot of ways they have to start college all over again, you know, have to make new friends and and decide that they want to keep doing this, right? And a really important thing to keep in mind is that the colleges that are in danger of closing do not enroll the same kinds of students that elite schools do. These are kids that are less likely to be affluent and more likely to be struggling academically, not universally, but in general, if you look Mm -hmm. at, you know, student profiles. And so these kids are already less likely to graduate on time. And so if your school shuts down and you have to start all over at a different school, that could really give someone that excuse maybe not to finish out their degree. You know, it's it's hard to imagine that this wouldn't hurt the graduation rates of that cohort of students. And so then you have to think about more kids leaving school with debt but no degree. What about for SVC? What happens next with this college? So uh, what's happened at both SVC and GMC is that administrators have announced and are probably still working on creating more teach-out partners. So that's other colleges that are willing to take those students, you know, and sometimes they waive transfer application fees and uh, or, you know, just kind of say, you give us some basic information and you're guaranteed admission. They're also figuring out who will keep the records. SVC has named the Massachusetts College of Fine Arts as its preferred teach-out partner. So that means that college has basically promised that for most programs, they'll be able to give SVC students a pretty clear way to finish out their degree in the same program and major, et cetera, for roughly equivalent prices. Norwich University and Castleton University in Vermont have also agreed to take on SVC students in certain programs. These colleges are now holding college fairs, right? Which is kind of weird. 
where other colleges get to come with their stands and advertise themselves to their students. It's kind of a strange thing. I, I went to GMC, Green Mountain College, a few weeks ago after they had announced their closure, and I went to the library, and there were all these posters up about the upcoming college fair, which was a little uh, jarring. Yeah. It's kind of striking how final the whole thing is. I mean, there's no coming back from this for either of those schools, right? No. I should note that there is a group of alums at Green Mountain College that it's trying to fundraise and find a you know way to keep the school open, but they're not working with the administration, and it does not seem like the leadership at GMC is at all hopeful that that's going to go anywhere. I mean, maybe they could, you know, pull a miracle. And that that is what happened at a college in Virginia. Hmm. So that's something that could happen. But it's not going to reverse those broader trends that are putting pressure on these schools. No. So, you know, maybe a miracle will happen at GMC. But these broader trends are not going away. And it's worth noting that Goddard in Plainfield is currently on probation from its creditors. So it has two years to kind of right the ship financially. But I think we're going to see more and more colleges fall under extra scrutiny from creditors, get put on probation, or see its accreditation withdrawn, and ultimately close down. Got it. Thanks, Lola. Thanks for having me. Find all of Lola's reporting on Southern Vermont College, Green Mountain College, and higher education in Vermont in general at vtdigger.org. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, our weekly podcast. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. And if you like what you hear, tell a friend or colleague to check it out. We post new episodes every Friday to our podcast feed and on vtdigger.org. We used music this week by Blue Dot Sessions. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger Newsroom. Have a nice weekend.